Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the Lord of the Storm today. We have been working our way through the New Testament. We started in Matthew and just finished up Acts. Today, we're starting a new book, Romans. Go ahead and turn there now. You'll be hearing me read from my audio Bible that is available on Amazon.com. If you search Dan Parr and Bible, you'll find it. The book of Romans has been a favorite among theologians and regular common folk like me for centuries. Martin Luther said it's the chief part of the New Testament and the perfect gospel, the absolute epitome of the gospel. John Calvin said when anyone understands it, he has a passage open to him to understanding all scripture. Let's ask for God's blessing on today's reading. Lord, there is so much packed into this book. Help us to come away with the message that you want us to hear. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 1. This letter is from Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, who is called to be an apostle and set apart for preaching the good news of God, which God promised long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who, according to the flesh, was from King David's lineage. He was declared the Son of God with power by the Holy Spirit by being raised from the dead. This is Jesus Christ, our Lord, who gave us grace and apostleship to bring the obedience of faith to all the world for his name's sake, among whom you are also called to belong to Jesus Christ. This letter is to all who are in Rome, who are loved by God and called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank God through Jesus Christ for all of you, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God, whom I serve in preaching the good news of his Son, is my witness on how I always make mention of you in my prayers. I pray that, by his will, I may by any means visit you. For I desire to see you, so that I may give you some spiritual gift to build up your faith. What I want is for us to be mutually encouraged in each other's faith, both for your benefit and mine. Now, I don't want you to be unaware, brothers, that I often plan to visit you, but was prevented. I wanted to lead some to Jesus and have spiritual fruit among you, like I have among the rest of the Gentiles. I am obligated, both to Greeks and to foreigners, both to the wise and to the foolish. With all that is in me, I am eager to preach the good news to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the good news of Christ, because it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Gentiles. For in it, God's righteousness is revealed, from starting in faith to ending in faith, as it is written by the prophets, but the righteous will live by faith. For the anger of God comes from heaven against all ungodliness and the evil of those who suppress the truth and sinfulness, because people can know about God and what he has revealed to them. Since the creation of the world, the invisible things of God are clearly seen, being known through the things that he has made, even his everlasting power and divinity so that they are without excuse. Because they knew of God, but they didn't glorify Him as God, and didn't give thanks, but became foolish in their reasoning, and their senseless hearts became darkened. In saying they were wise, they became fools, and traded the glory of the incorruptible God for the images of corruptible man, birds, four-footed animals, and creeping things. Because of this, God let them follow the lusts of their heart to sinfulness, so that their bodies became shamed among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the created instead of the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God let them follow their sinful passions. For their women changed their natural sexual desires for those which are against nature. 
Likewise, men left their natural sexual desires for women and burned with lust for one another, doing what is wrong with other men and receiving in themselves the penalty due for their sin. As they refused to acknowledge God, He let them have a perverted mind to do those things which are disgraceful, being filled with all sinfulness, sexual immorality, wickedness, greediness, hatred, full of envy, murder, fighting, deception, evil habits, secret slandering, backbiters, hateful to God, disrespectful, arrogant, conceited, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, promise breakers, without love, unforgiving, and cruel. Even though they know the law of God shows that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also approve of others who do them. There are so many good things that we could make mention of here. It would be impossible for me to cover everything in just the 10 minutes or so we have together. I'm sure the Lord perked up your ears on certain things as we read, and I encourage you to write them down or think about them some more. But for me, I'll just go over one thing that I honed in on from this reading. In our last episode, we read Acts chapter 28, where Paul is in Rome as a prisoner, but was preaching with power and unhindered for two years. That was written in 60 to 61 AD. Today, we are in Romans chapter 1, which was written about 57 AD, so three or four years earlier than Acts. So while Acts comes first in order of the New Testament, it actually was written after Romans was written. When we read in Acts 28 about Paul talking to the believers in Rome, he was already known to them because of this letter, even though they had never met him personally. What stood out to me during the reading today is that in the opening lines of the letter is Paul's devotion for and appreciation of these believers that he never met in person but only heard about. He tells them how he prays for them all the time and prayed that by any means he would be able to visit them. Well, we know that by any means that came true. And the last time he visited them, as we read in Acts 28, it was as a prisoner. No one really knows how the Christian church in Rome got started. Paul didn't start it, and there is no historical or biblical text that tells us. It's assumed that the church just kind of happened when Christians, possibly fleeing persecution, settled in the city and started meeting together. But at any rate, Paul wanted them to know that their faith was known about all over and that he labored in prayer over them. Romans didn't like Christians, and they were persecuted there also. And that's potentially one reason why so many people heard about the faith of the believers in Rome, because they stood strong despite the persecution they were under. And just like we spoke about in our last episode, the church, for some reason, seems to thrive when there is persecution. There was a Christian apologist, Tertullian, who lived somewhere around 160 to 225 A.D., who is attributed to the saying, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Now, what he actually wrote is a little different, but the meaning is the same. And while it doesn't always hold true instantly in every instance of persecution, it happens enough that a correlation has been observed. It's easy to think that it's a direct correlation, but it's not. There's more to it than just being martyred. If we go back to Acts for a minute, in chapter 9, verse 31, we are told, The church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied 
We see there that it's not just persecution that grows the church somehow. If we dig a little deeper, we learn that it was because they were walking in fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, which led to the growth. God can work in peace or tribulation. The part we need to focus on, though, is the fear of or respect or willingness to follow the Lord. This must be present, making him first in our lives if we want to see the church grow, or for that matter, our own personal spiritual growth to happen. He has to have first place. Well, there's a little bit about what I sense the Lord was leading me to today. I know he likely spoke to you about something else. And again, spend a few minutes with him thinking about it and see what else he brings to mind. Let's pray. Lord, there is so much in this chapter. I pray that as the words were read, you spoke to the one reading along with me or listening in. Use what you have said to bless their lives and help them with whatever storm or issue they are facing right now. Help us, Lord, to always have you as first priority in our lives so that we may grow and see your kingdom advance as well, be it in peace or persecution, knowing that you can work in any environment and situation. We love you, Lord. Continue to guide and bless us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Chapter one is done, but we got 15 more chapters to go through. So I hope you'll join me and tune in again. Thanks for listening today. God bless.